Welcome to the fourth episode of Middle Eight Madness. And today we have a special guest. We have Polyphonic, the video essay music god himself. Tell us what you do, Polyphonic. Tell us what you do, Noah. Uh, you know, I do what Frank does, but better. Oh, <laughs> starting right, out. Yeah. Just going to end this right here. Thanks for no. listening, guys. Um, this was a good episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I'm antagonizing right off the bat. No, I right. do. I do music video essays. Um, pretty much similar to middle eight. Um, I do. Uh, I, I'm kind of less focused on a specific genre, but if I had to pick one, it's probably dad rock. I do a fair <laughs> amount of dad rock, um, but also jazz, hip hop, pop, whatever interests me. Pretty much. Mm. I mean, if you if you like middle eight. You'll like polyphonic. You'll like we're, polyphonic. Yeah, Probably. we're one and the same. <laughs> yeah. Covering just different kinds of niches, I guess. Or, yeah. yeah, like you said, more of like that dad rock sort of side of things. Or uh, more a classic rock, I'd say. Or the the legacy acts kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Matt, what are we uh, fighting over today? These guys are uh, going to be fighting over what is the best White Stripes album. And uh, obviously, they have many prolific albums. But uh, Frank is going to be defending elephant and uh, noah's mm-hmm. gonna be defending icky thump if i am not mistaken you are not mistaken <laughs> and both of us both of us have released multiple white stripes videos at this point uh i've done the um seven nation army video on how that became a stadium chant i recently put out one about their little songs they had a little song in each one of their albums um what are some of the white stripe videos that you've kind of covered yeah. on your channel one of the first videos I ever did actually was about Jack White and the way he uses color. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did yeah. a video about Jack White and his obsession with the number three. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then this year I did a video uh, specifically about Meg White and what she brought to the White Stripes and mm-hmm. why she's important. Because I feel like altogether too often when we talk about the White Stripes, we just talk about Jack. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> very true. And I think, well, I'm, if anything, I think Meg gets a lot of the hate and uh, yes. people kind of consider her uh, with her simple drumming or if if the whites, there's always that that argument as to whether or not this should be for another episode, whether or not uh, Meg White was a good drummer or not. And I feel like the, the big conclusion is usually just that she was the white stripes drummer and that yeah. if it wasn't for her, they just wouldn't necessarily sound the same. Yeah, I, I, I do that as another episode, but I already did that as a video, so... True. <laughs> so never mind, guys. Just go and watch Polyphonic's video. <laughs> All right. Matt had a, a very good idea of deciding how we're going to go first this time around. So instead of flipping a coin, he's actually going to give us some trivia uh, to determine who's going to go first this time around. So yeah. I'll let you take it away, Matt. Yeah, so welcome welcome to a Middle eight Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> yeah, do so, we need uh, to answer in the form of a question? I was going to say, I don't... Uh, Should we? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, uh, just, like, scream out the answer as soon as you got it without peeking your mic, I guess. And, um, okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we'll see how you do on question one. But I got three questions pre- prepared just in case. So, question okay. one, uh, what was the first White Stripes single? Uh, the Big Three kill- Took My Baby? No. Pretty no? Good Looking for no. a Girl? Neither. Ooh, man, you guys. Oh, oh, shame, shame. Uh, From, I was gonna say, do we keep guessing or no? no go ahead, go on the next one. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go on to the next one. I, or give us I, the answer. Yeah, what, give yeah, us what the, is answer. the answer. The, the answer is actually let's shake hands. 
Oh, and it, really? It, it was never. That wasn't it, my next guess either. So is, yeah. that, is that even on their debut? What's that on? It, so yeah, it's a or an EP. It, it was never released on a CD. It was their first. Ah. So yeah, this is some like it's a deep cut thing. So, uh, but yeah. you know, question two might be a little easier. I w- I wasn't sure how to gauge this. I wasn't sure just how much you guys knew about the white stripes. But you're kind of exposing yourselves now. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, you're about to show that we're not the people to to be having yeah. this argument. <laughs> Uh, so, question two: What is Jack's original hair color? Natural hair color? It's is, not that is color. He, <laughs> yeah, is he a brunette? Yep, I feel like got it. I feel like All that right. would have been yeah the All other right. obvious answer. Yep. No, yep. got it. I did not know that. I did not know he co- he colored his hair. Yep, I definitely uh, he, knew that, and that wasn't he, at all a guess. Well, <laughs> he was not born a Tim Burton character. Um, <laughs> apparently, you could have fooled me, honestly. Well, I, I, we'll let so, we'll let Noah go first, but well, I, I'd actually, love to hear that third uh, question. Yeah, we'll what? get to that later. But uh, actually, since he he got the question right, I was thinking he just gets uh, to choose whether he wants to True. go first or not. Yeah, yeah, no, I like think a, I think I'll actually let you start, Frank. I wanna oh I wanna <laughs> hear what you've got up your sleeve. <laughs> okay, okay. I was kind of hoping to go first, anyways. But okay, works out. Yeah. Take um, it away, so Frank. this this is so tough. Like the White Stripes are among my top three artists of essentially all time. Like I I love each album. I don't think the Stripes can can do any wrong. Um, but of course, I think some albums are stronger than others. It's a constant toss up between at least their first four albums for me. So which, of course, means I don't consider <clears throat> Icky Thump one, one of their best albums. Fantastic album. Their best by no means. Um, my second choice was probably Day Still. Uh, it starts off very strong, has some variety among tempos with uh, stomping heavy rock tracks, um, but also some more softer folk tunes. But what I think they nailed it the most was on their fourth album, Elephant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Elephant. It's not only their strongest release, but it's the album that launched them into the stratosphere, cementing their place in rock history thanks to tracks like Seven Nation Army, The Hardest Button to Button, uh, Ball and a Biscuit. And I think most people would say that this is also their best album. When, when it arrived, it felt like one of the defining records for the whole 2000s garage rock revival. And Elephant kind of plays like a, a, a bit of a bait and switch on me. I mean, we start off with one of the most recognizable riffs of all time with Seven Nation Army, a global sports anthem that's sung across the world. It's absolutely legendary. It's a great um, video I, on that. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like I don't even have to argue that Seven Nation Army being on this thing is a milestone in itself. So we'll move on. Um, we get Black Math, which is just classic White Stripes punk track, Jack's stuttering raw guitar, vocal wailing. Uh, we get some piano and There's No Home For You Here, a track that acts like a sonic roller coaster, picking up the pace for the choruses, slowing down for the verses. Um, and the effects on his guitar ta- uh, attacks on this really remind me of what he would do a lot later, even on Icky Thump, uh, just not as well. Um, mm. And I, I just don't know what to do with myself is a haunting track with uh, that similar sort of roller coaster effect of creating tension and then exploding into walls of sound. Um, I'll admit that in the cold, cold night is a bit of a snore. It uh, Meg really never did it for me when it came to, to her tracks. Um and at this point, that's when I think Elephant starts to, to quiet down for a bit. Um, but it's all a part of the White Stripes' plan. Like, I want to be the boy that warms your mother's heart is a bluegrass tune, uh, adds a little more instrumentation as the song builds. You've got her in your pocket, another heartfelt acoustic track. But all these fluffier tracks have been preparing us for the latter half of this album. Ball and, Ball and Biscuit. It's a seven-minute epic. And this is, this is quintessential White Stripes. 
and starting off uh, with a, a blues riff, Jack swaggered vocals. Uh, it features some of Jack's best guitar work and multiple brain melting solos. And then you've got the hardest button to button, another one of the Stripes' greatest hits, mesmerizing rhythm, uh, simple yet catchy finger plucked riff from Jack. And if you think Little Cream Soda goes hard on Icky Thump, try Little Acorns. It's got the grit, but it also pulls away to, to let it breathe during the verses. It's got that contrast in sound. Um, it starts with uh, that, that piano-led tune, some spoken word, um, and then ends up nearly as a metal track by, uh, by the time the song really starts picking up. Hypnotize is another track that just kind of goes balls to the wall for two minutes straight. Uh, reminds me a lot of their debut record of their their shorter puncher tracks. Um, uh, the Air Near My Fingers is, is again, an easy listen uh, featuring an organ or piano. Uh, but again, a sort of track that's just cooling our senses down after the barrage of hits that we just got. Um, but it doesn't last very long this time. You've Got No Faith in Medicine comes in, revives that relentless punk sound with some fun, glitchy guitar solo. Uh, work again, very reminiscent of what they would do worse on uh, on Icky Thump, <laughs> and uh, and some of Jack's best vocals. He sounds absolutely massive on that track. And finally, I'll I'll, I'll end the argument here for now uh, with that closer. Um, it's well, it's true that we love one another. It's it's a cute little send off after such a heavy latter half of an album, and it sort of feels like the group is sort of saying, you know, thanks for listening, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, Google Plus. Like, it, it just feels like a very nice like. Wow, that was a fantastic album, and let me just play it on repeat one more time. But that's that's what I'll say for that album. I just think it, I think it's the Stripes' strongest release, um, and it's because of the tracklist that kind of uh, keeps us uh, on on this sort of roller coaster of showing us the the really big hits, and then kind of taking us through these very somber moments, and then uh, coming back to those hits again, and then fill it, fin- finishing very strong and sort of heartwarmingly. So Noah. Uh, before yes. you get into your main argument for Icky Thump, you got anything to say about that? You got anything? Uh, did he say anything there that you may not agree with? I, I, I mean, I think I think what Frank said about I'm not going to argue Seven Nation Army, Ball and Biscuit, Hardest Button to Button. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue the singles, but I think Frank I think Frank is making this out to be more <laughs> cohesive of an album than it actually is. I think this is a singles album. I, oh, think I can't wait until su- you got what you have to say about Icky Thumbs. Yeah. This. <laughs> I, th- I think there's I think there's some good deep cuts. Um, I actually like in the cold, cold night. So that's kind of funny. Oh, okay. Same. Um, but but as a whole, I think it's an album that it is carried on the strength of its singles and Mm. and that's it it doesn't feel like it has the same level of cohesion and yes there's ebbs and flows but it just doesn't it doesn't feel like a single piece it feels more like a collection of songs to me and i will also say like um the back half of the album uh kind of post little acorns that last four runs they're decent songs but none of them really none of them really stick with me there's nothing there's nothing that that memorable to me about the back half of elephant boy it just sounds like you don't have any faith in medicine <laughs> Can I, I i should just do a shot every time frank does a white stripes pun <laughs> it's gonna start it's gonna start <laughs> Well, uh, what what is your uh, argument for Icky Thump though? Like like, okay. Give it. Give us. Yeah. Give us the lowdown. <laughs> okay. So so like I said, Icky Thump is an album. It is taken. It is taken as a whole. It is it is cohesive. 
it it yes it meanders yes it goes to different places but it does it all under this simple unifying theme which is are we allowed to swear yes <laughs> go fucking balls to the wall from the beginning from the beginning of this album we open on icky thump we start at 100 and we stay there until the last track it is mm. it is jack white just straight sending and when you look at what's going on when you look at when this was released icky thump came out in 2007 if you look at yep. what's going on in rock at the time rock is starting to fade then kind of neon bible and uh in rainbows both great albums but both a lot moodier a lot spacier then you've got the rise of kind of sad dude with a beard bony bear iron and wine <laughs> that's kind of what's going on and 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 then and then hip-hop is really starting to hit like graduations coming yeah, and in the yeah. midst in the midst of all of this jack white just steps on stage and delivers one of the last true great rock and roll albums this is this is rock in the tradition of led zeppelin this is rock in the tradition of the rolling stones this is rock that is not afraid to push the boundaries of genre it's not afraid to have a bagpipe solo it's not afraid <laughs> to have a to have mariachi horns this is this is stuff that rock and roll has always done especially you look at zeppelin you look at the things that they did they played around with so much genre and Jack is doing a lot of that and then I will also say something that Icky Thump has that Elephant doesn't have is some of the strongest lyrics of Jack White's entire career I mean in some respects I suspect you've got a respectable side that's that's kind of how I feel about Frank but it's also one of the <laughs> like just most savage breakup song lines ever white Americans want nothing better to do why don't you kick yourselves out you're an immigrant too tell me yeah, that line there's a reason why they they made the title track the title track like it's because it's the only good song they might as well just have released a single at that point. It, it is not the only good song i mean i mean i think this album is just a ton of fun i think conquest is absolutely ridiculous and over the top mm -hmm. in the best way i think rag and bone rag and bone is an all-time favorite stripe song of me i think rag and bone is a perfect demonstration of the chemistry between jack and meg and what mm -hmm. what the magic of the white stripes is um, and and I just think I think that the the sequencing in this album is absolutely incredible. I think this album is big. I think this album is loud. And most of all, I think this album is experimental. This album pushes boundaries, and there's nothing like this. Not only not only in the White Stripes' entire career is there nothing like this. There's no album like Icky Thump. Icky Thump is wholly unique in rock. And and in music in general, and I think that that's that's the real strength of this album is that it is Jack White taking everything that he's built with the Stripes. It is Meg White taking everything that she's built with the Stripes. It's mm. it's some of her best drumming, some of his best guitar rick, some of the best. I mean, some of the best deep cut licks of his entire career. I mean, the the riff on Little Cream Soda, Rag and Bone is is a phenomenal guitar riff. 300 mile per hour torrential outpour blues is insanely good. It's it's just taking everything that the white stripes have been building to, taking all that, packaging it up and throwing in a strange experimental like like 
unexpected left turn and driving it home to to really cap off the White Stripes career and give a real preview into what is to come uh, on albums. The Icky Thump still echoes into Blunderbuss and Lazaretto when it comes to Jack White's solo work, too. So I think it's really I, I think Icky Thump is a strong, coherent piece that that, like I said, takes everything about the White Stripes career, balls it up and throws a twist on it. Mm. Like, I, I definitely agree with like a lot of a lot of your points, um, but I also disagree with quite a bit of it. <laughs> um, it. Like, again, it's not a bad record. I don't think the Stripes have put out anything terrible, um, but I'd rather listen to literally any other album by them. Like Icky Ooh. Thump just sounds like a conscious decision to try and reclaim any fans that they lost from Get Behind Me Satan while also trying to get kids interested in Scottish prog rock. And it failed <laughs> at both. <laughs> get Behind Me Satan already sounded like Jack White was getting bored. So he began fiddling with all of these new things. And then you end up with Icky Thump where it just seems like he was throwing in the towel, kind of giving people what they wanted, cramming in as many solos, empty solos into into it and then walking away from the project so he can move on to more creative ventures. He was already I, I don't, busy. I don't, I don't, I don't see so how you can, I don't see how you can say he's <laughs> half-assing it. I don't see how you can say he's half-assing it when he is experimenting like he never has in his life. Half-assing it is putting out an album full of catchy blues True. licks. Half-assing it is mm. elephant. Jack White could do Ooh. elephant in his sleep. <laughs> I mean, I mean, elephant. This elephant is very good at catchy blues licks, but at the end of the at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, elephant is just kind of a a quintessential punk blues album. Icky mm -hmm. Thump is something else entirely. Icky I'll Thump, give it that it's Icky, it's very eclectic. Yes, and and I think that that's an important part of who Jack White is. I think that but, like I it lacks. Any of like that sonic cohesion that I think you're saying it has, like there's nothing that really binds the whole album together. It is very much all over I think the place. It's it's bound together by the maximalism. It's bound together mm -hmm. by huge see, organ sounds. It's bound together by the fuzziest guitar. And it, honestly, in my mind, this is some of the best guitar tone of Jack White's career. The tone on the title track, I mean, uh, the tone on yeah, Little Cream yeah. Soda. They like, yeah. And like I even said, there's a lot of those times where they use that tone, even elephant, and it sort of just makes that return again in Icky Thump. And like, like you said, where they started kind of going really maximalist with it. And I think they, that's, they started breaking their own rules. Like their whole point was to be a minimalist duo. And then when all of a sudden now they're breaking their own rules with trumpets and bagpipes on tracks. And like, not that it sounds bad, it's just not the stripes. Mm. And it's the longest they spent on a record. And, and that's three weeks, which is still pretty short for. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the longest they spent on a record and it's obvious that they put too much thought into some of these tracks they failed to keep it simple and a lot of the magic from their earlier albums was that more raw urgent and sort of one take sort of sound and like i do appreciate that it has variety but you, like you just know that they couldn't push their minimalist sound f forward any further and so it just sounds like them fooling around in, instead and like it is it is experimental in that sense but they were running out of fuel and it made for some less memorable tracks like Iggy Thump sure being one of the few excep exceptions but like you don't know what love is I sure know what bland is and it's that track are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> how long were you waiting to drop that one Frank <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's had that one up his sleeve. I did, I did. I mean, I, I think I think you don't know what love is is uh honestly like 
one of one of Jack White's strongest songs lyrically. I think it foreshadows. I think it's really interesting. Uh, it foreshadows a lot of what Jack White did in his solo work where he played with hip-hop cadences. Like, like mm. that opening line I mentioned before, like the some respects I suspect you've got a respectable side. That's, that very much looks forward to like Lazaretto or that Black Bat licorice um, or, or, or these kinds of things where Jack White plays with this plays with this kind of hip hop rhythm, and I think that's I think that's really cool. And I think you don't know what you love is is also just there's a ton of fantastic Jack White writes good love songs. Um, mm-hmm. That's there's really uh, there's no no counter argument there. I think, but no. but <laughs> no, it has. In my mind, it has some of my favorites in You Don't Know What Love Is, 300 Mile Per Hour Outpour Blues is yeah. just gut-wrenching. And then a, a really a really solid deep cut, I'm Slowly Turning Into You, I'm Slowly Turning Into <laughs> You is really, really clever lyrically. Uh, like, I think it's, I think it's really neat kind of just ta- showing the way that in a relationship you will you will start to shift and adapt and become the person that you're with and i think that that's something that's it's a really clever little piece of songwriting and i think there's a lot there's a lot of really clever songwriting in this and and i mean i i can can you can you talk to me about the lyrics on elephant what <laughs> lyrics what lyrics on elephant are are Ooh, really sending it home for I'm you trying to see. Um, a, I mean, a seven nation army can hold me back. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> like, I honestly can't tell you right now. Like it's been, it's been some time since like, I've really dug on the lyrics, but yeah, you've got me there. But I mean, like when it comes to some, like, I, I won't deny that there's some great tracks on Icky Thump, like Icky Thump, first of all. But I mean, then again, you've got seven nation army, hardest button to button on the other side, 300 mile per hour. Yeah. If you want some like a little more epics in your life, then ball in a biscuit. You want some more somber tracks? I just don't know what to do with myself. Conquest. Conquest plays off like one of their most gimmicky tracks. Like, I mean, it's it's novel. Sure. But uh, like if you're looking for something just as dynamic, Little Acorns, again, Little Cream Soda, if you're looking for something that goes just as hard, Hypnotize or Little Acorns. And Rag and Bone is is another one of those kind of strange, novel, gimmicky sort of tracks that I like. I, I mean, sure, it's got some charm to it, but I don't think uh, but, I think it comes off I, a little bit cheesy towards the end there. But no, I think Rag and Bone is in the tradition of something like um, the Union Forever or something like that, where it's it's a song that like kind of goes into these weird dark places and it's really cool. I mean the like old halfway homes, catacombs, twilight zones and again, <laughs> this is Jack White experimenting with hip hop again in his lyricism, which is something that not a lot of people have talked about, but it's something that Jack White has done a ton and I think that that's that's indicative of what's great about Icky Thump is Jack White is not just living in his own bubble. Jack White is aware of what's going on in music and Jack White is willing to grab things from everywhere. Uh, he's willing He's willing to play with hip hop. He's willing to play with horn arrangements. Horns are awesome. You should. You can't <laughs> shit on horns, and and also I I will bring it up before you bring it up because I know that you're holding prickly thorn <laughs> as if it's in the back pocket. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. That, I, Scottish, I know. that Scottish cheer circle jerk. Yeah, I think prickly thorn is a cool song. I think I think it's it's talking it's talking about uh, Jack White's. Scottish heritage. I think it's it's playing around with bagpipes are 
a really underrated instrument Again, and bagpipes but are in their own rule. I, I rules are meant to be broken. D like not the white stripes though. I mean wait, wait, he did it wait, on you're, his own. You're you're talking you're you're going to say that a knock on a punk band is them breaking rules? <laughs> no, but the white stripes had a set of rules. That's like if the white stripes all of a sudden started putting blue on their covers. Like it just it just wouldn't have made sense. Like he's still stuck to the color coordination for the covers for the most part. And and why all of a sudden take that detour and throw in bagpipes and yeah. And and, and like Prickly Thorn, I don't know why Prickly Thorn and St. Andrew are two separate tracks. Like apparently he thought we wanted more of it, so he had, he made St. Andrew mean, a whole other track. Like, I view them as a suite. Own. They're kind of a suite. They're then not they should just be one track. Okay, and so should the song remains the same in the rain song, but we're not litigating <laughs> that. <laughs> I I think I think it is I think it's incredibly impressive that Jack White is able to make bagpipes work i think i think they work and i think bagpipes are an instrument that are, is underrated and i think mm. i think this is the thing is if jack white wanted jack and meg could have gone in and ripped the thumpinest 40 minutes you've ever heard full of cheap blues licks pentatonic boxes and <laughs> uh, uh and and just like bathed themselves in fuzz and instead they decided to do something different and yeah, maybe it breaks a few of the rules of the white stripes, but I don't want my artists to be stagnant. I don't want mm. my artists to stay in the same place forever. I mean, what if, what if Radiohead n never experimented? Like, but look that's, at that's their whole shtick. The whole, their whole thing is pushing their sound to like a whole other level. But, but I think, I think you look at Jack White's, you look at some of Jack White's idols and they're all about experimentation. Probably Jack White's biggest influence is Dylan. And Dylan experimented all over the place with his career. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I think I I think that's true to that's true to Jack White and it's true to the stripes. And see, and I think but what I think you're explaining is something very different. So like I think Elephant is their best release because it's got some of their strongest hits. Like, and if you were to tell somebody, like, "Yo, you got to listen to the White Stripes," they're like, "All right, sure. What record? Elephant." Mm. What you're convincing me is that Icky Thump is their most experimental record. It's their most unique record. It's got some of mm. their most I, unique uh, tracks. So I'll agree with you that it's their most experimental and unique collection of tracks. But if we're talking about the best White Stripes album, it's Elephant. But but I think I think if we're talking about the album that is most indicative of the White Stripes, it's Elephant. I'll totally agree with you there. If someone mm. if someone's like, "What White Stripes album should I listen to to start?" I say Elephant or White Blood Cells. That's kind of uh, yeah. that's kind of a given. But I'm talking about even Distill. Distill is good. Yeah. Oh, Distill Distill was probably my second choice too, actually. <laughs> um, uh, but but I think at least you guys I, agree on something. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the thing about it's it's if we're just looking at at it as an album, what album is a better album, regardless of what their career is, regardless of who made it, regardless of when it released? What album are you going to put the record on and it's going to be a better, more cohesive experience front to back? I'm going to say Icky Thump. Elephant. Yeah, yeah, it meanders to different genres, but like I said, that's part of the rock tradition and that's phenomenal. I think I think the entire thing has this it has this weird energy and even even down to the packaging. I love the artwork for Icky Thump because I think the artwork for Icky Thump looks 
it it it, it writes it writes checks that the albums that the album delivers. The artwork is weird. It's kind of See, it's got this like, like archaic like, it's vibe. My least favorite. It's my least favorite. And it, they had like variations, I think, on the Icky Thump cover when they released it. And I would have much preferred one of the variations as opposed to what we got. Mm. I think I think you look at you look at um. Uh, the album artwork and then all of the single artworks, all of the packaging, the single ones look great. Yeah, all of, all of the raw brown artwork I think is really really iconic. Like the Ragenborn Bone Horse, I think that's raw brown. Um, mm. But I think I think Icky Thump, Icky Thump as as a package is I, th- I think and I think it really speaks to kind of what what you look at kind of the next stage of Jack White's career post post Icky Thump. All of the all of his third man stuff, all of his experimentation with packaging, all of his experimentation musically, his playing around as a producer. I mean, I think I think Jack White's production on Icky Thump is some of the best in his career. I think it's it's really showing growth as an artist. Um, the the USB drives that they released, like like I don't know, just the weird the whole weird ephemera around the album along with the music itself is it it really is kind of the distillation of 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 who we think of as jack white now like elephant mm-hmm. is what we think of as the white stripes and also though yeah. this is not this is not to discount uh everything meg does on icky thump because i think i mean her drumming on icky thump is just yeah, it's probably colossal. the best it, like, it was. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but I think a lot of what we see Jack White as now, this kind of esoteric auteur, like weird eccentric, all of that is very much kind of it's really birthed on Icky Thump, and I think that that's that's to the album's credit. But then he should have just made it a solo release at that point, because I don't think he was fully in it anyways. Like he was off doing the rock on tours. He was in the dead weather at that point. Like he might as well have just released his first Jack White solo record and then left everything on. Just get behind me, Satan, as like that final piece. But this is what I love about Icky Thump is it's a Jack White solo record with Meg White on drums. And that's where you (laughs) that's where you get the title track. That's where you get Rag and Bone. That's where you get. and, and, And you also get her singing in in the unimpeachable classic saint andrew this battle is in the air (laughs) so then it's no longer white stripes best album it's jack white's best album it's the best it's the best album put out by the white stripes i don't i don't know if uh, like you said i don't think it's incredibly indicative of the white stripes career but i don't think that that should matter i think as an album it is it's fantastic it is like nothing else in the world all right. I think Elephant, I think oh, one one last point just about like even the covers on Elephant. But if you take a look at like the back co- cover of Elephant, all the E's on it are threes, which is very evocative of their whole rule of three, their uh, their color uh, coordination, everything like that. Um, and I, if you were talking about, yeah, that seminal piece that like if you're going to talk about what's the best White Stripes album, it's the album that evokes like their music in the best possible way. And and even like on the front cover, it's it's Meg and it's Jack, but there's a third thing there and it's that guitar amp. Like it's that it's their sound, how like loud it was and how little they were, um, how minimal they were. And, and I feel like the cover just kind of represents that. Whereas with Icky Thump, it just does look, I don't know, a little bit more just like a random photo shoot. And they just decided to like plop it on a cover. I just don't think it's that special. Let's let's get into uh, final pitches here. 
Um, and I do have one yeah, more trivia, one more trivia question. Oh. So we could, whoever uh, gets it right, could uh, have their chance to have the last word. But uh, it actually is kind of a more difficult question. So uh, if you don't get okay. it, then uh, I'll just <laughs> randomize. <laughs> but okay. uh, so so, in what song? Does Jack mention the year twenty five twenty five? Oof! I have Google no it? idea. <laughs> no googling. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, all right. Uh, twenty five. It's it's uh, you're pretty good looking for a girl. Ah, uh, and it's in the very uh, first. For, uh, I think it's in the fourth line of the song. But um, mm. yeah, okay. So uh, let me just uh, flip a coin here. Do you have one on you at all times? <laughs> uh, it, it's a virtual coin. It's not actually a real coin. That's why okay, I don't have okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so let's just have uh, Frank. Oh, we didn't call it. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't a real coin. It was. Uh, it was oh, actually. Okay. I just put your names oh, in a randomizer. Names? Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so well, okay, fine. Final final uh, pitch from Frank, and then uh, Noah, you'll get the last word. Yeah, like right. like we kind of discussed. Uh, if you're looking to give somebody that seminal White Stripes album, that seminal White Stripes experience, and tell them, hey, kid. Like, you got to check out this band, The White Stripes. They were big back in my day. They had this really big song called Seven Nation Army. They had this really big song called The Hardest Button to Button. Um, they were all about using just very minimal instrumentation with uh, guitar. Uh, this girl on drums who wasn't that great at drumming, but she was a great drummer for this band. Um, they had a very kind of widespread sound that included a lot of like folk takes, a lot of almost metal kind of songs, and then punk and, and whatever else in between. I'd say listen to Elephant Kid. Because this album's gonna <laughs> knock your socks off, and you can also go to a soccer stadium and chant along with it too, and <laughs> millions of other people. All right, Noah, take it away. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, that might be a pitch to listen to Elephant. I'm I'm not even trying to get someone into the White Stripes. I'm trying to give someone a unique and incredible album experience. I'm trying to put something on and have someone walk away and be like, what the hell did I just listen to? And have them not even realize that they love it until three years later. This is an album that Takes ages. That long, huh? it, it is an album that ages like a fine wine. It is an album that lyrically is incredible, which I'm going to note that Frank has re still refused to note any good lyrics on Elephant. Um, and then and then I think I think also it's weird. It's fun. It's wild. It is like I said, it is at a time when rock and roll was on its last legs. Jack and Meg went into the studio for three weeks and made the most fucking rock and roll shit you will ever hear. <laughs> That's. That's Icky Thump, man. All right, all right, all right. So, um, yeah, you know, I want to say, so my favorite White Stripes album for a long time was Icky Thump. Um, mm. And so, to, but I hadn't actually, like, gone through and listened to them, like, all the way through in a while. So, uh, coming into this, I wanted to revisit them. And um, it's kind of a toss-up for me now, because, uh, like, you know, they're both great albums. Um I think that the point that I agreed with the most uh, on Noah's argument was lyrically, I think Icky Thump is like Jack White just became a way better writer over time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think even since Icky Thump, he's continued to get even better. Um, well, Boarding House Reach, we don't need to talk too <laughs> much about that. Yeah. But yeah, but, The walking but, dog. <laughs> but, you know, I actually kind me? of... I actually kind <laughs> of uh, 
found Not myself me. agreeing with uh, Frank's points a little more this time around. Um, just That's like, a shock. I think this is the first time you finally agreed with me. It, it actually is. And, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, when you look at Elephant, like, I mean, Frank pretty much said everything that I could ever say about it uh, over the last you know several whatever how long we've been doing this but um like it's just it's just like it's a classic album you know and um i think icky thump is like a really great novelty album you know um Mm. like it's a great novelty album elephants the classic you know so um Mm. whatever i guess it depends on what you're looking for but yeah I, i i gotta go with frank on this one commendable commendable i feel hurt and betrayed um, <laughs> and dude that's what i was even saying at the beginning like it's so hard for me to even like oh shit yeah on icky thump because like i right. do love all of the songs on here like they're icky both thump, great. 300 miles per hour conquest little yeah. cream soda is like one of the hardest songs ever and it's mm-hmm. so good i love rag and bone i like I their can- whole little back and forth and catch hell blues is another good one like I could legitimately make an argument songs. for any album in the White Stripes career being their best. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I, I was doing the Elephant. Like I was, I was kind of making notes for Elephant, and then I was like, "But Day Still," and then I'm like, "But White Blood Cells," and then yeah. I almost considered even doing their debut at one point. But yeah, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. I wanna, I wanna ask something about what's uh, something Noah just said. Uh, mm. You, uh, I want to hear like what your best argument for uh, "Get Behind Me, Satan" is for them being the best. That one <laughs> Let's be hear the best. That, yeah. <laughs> That's a tough my, sell. My best argument for "Get Behind Me, Satan" is that I've been sitting here and I've I've just been thinking about my doorbell and I, I've been wondering when you're <laughs> gonna, gonna ring, ring it. it. Wink. Someone's gotta ring yeah. it. <laughs> no, I, I I would point. actually I would actually say uh, would "Get Behind Me, Satan" uh, has an atmosphere that no other album in their in their career does. I think mm. I I clearly I didn't choose it, but I think generally it's it's weird, it's spacey. I love the piano on it. I I'm mm. a I'm a big fan of piano and I think then that there's also uh some some of their like some of the best deep cuts of the White Stripes career like White Moon is absolutely incredible forever yeah, for like her is over twist for me on there too yeah Ooh, yeah the doorbell, like twist Blue I, 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 yeah yeah I think it's I think it's uh I think it's a I think it's a solid album that is a classic and gets a little too much hate if I was going to sell it, like kind of sell this pen to me kind of thing, like for the White Stripes, I'd be like, if you want to hear what the White Stripes did after their best album, Elephant, um, and they, <laughs> they felt so restricted by like them putting constraints on themselves. Here's the White Stripes trying to essentially like break their rules for the first time. And like, yeah. I think that's what kind of get behind me. Satan was like, and it is it is a weird album. I mean, just and, look at his facial hair in that era. Like, you yeah, just, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, that's. Weird. Yeah, it's, even the live shows he had, he was rocking that the whole time too. It's definitely <laughs> the worst Jack White look. That's something we can all agree on. Yeah, yeah. Though his I, he's I got to... a he's got a like Johnny Depp look in the rack on the early raconteurs stuff. That's not oh, yeah. super mm-hmm. flattering either. Mm-hmm. I want I want us all to to rank the albums like from your favorite to least favorite. Oh man! All right, all right. Uh, so I think I'm gonna go Icky Thump, and this is this is. Uh, uh, we're ranking favorites here, which I think yeah, is sometimes yeah. different than best. Right. Um, yeah. I'd probably go oh, yeah. Icky, Icky Thump, Destiel, uh, Elephant, White Blood Cells, and then it's kind of a toss-up between self-titled and Get Behind Me, Satan for me. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Matt, do you want to Yeah, I, th- I think I think I'd go uh, number one, Elephant. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how I'm feeling in this moment. 
uh, mm. that could be due to Frank's debate performance, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll go I'll go uh, elephant, and then I'll go inky thump, and then I'd say distill, white blood cells, self titled, and then get behind me, Satan. Mm. I could I could flip the self titled and get behind me, Satan though. Yeah, I'd go with day still, um, probably elephant. Then mm. I'd say they're self-titled. I actually really like their self-titled. That's, I don't know, that's one of the ones that uh, I just felt like there's a lot of quick cuts on there, but it just yeah. it does mm. it for me. Uh, white blood cells, uh, icky thump, and then probably get behind me, Satan. Yeah, I think... I, I would also just say like like the margin in the margins in this ranking is like so small like it's yes, yeah. it's such a consistent discography. Like, I'm comparing I, the I'm comparing their like self titled with Icky Thumb, so it's kind of yeah. like yeah these are to me they're like they're just they're great they're just I, great. I I don't think you could I don't know if you can find a better six run al- like six album yeah, run yeah. in all of music like six albums is a lot to have everyone be pretty yeah. fucking solid. Yeah, I'd say aside from that, what the Beatles, if anything, Kanye, like, yeah, Kanye, yeah, like may, yeah, debatable. May, I mean, maybe yeah, like no, Kanye, l- Kanye, Led Zeppelin one through Physical Graffiti. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good run. I'm what, not in like, love with Led now? Zeppelin. I gotta say, oh, that's dude, a, like, I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll show know, you how spicy to, take. It is yeah. spicy, I know, but like I don't know, dude. Like I kind of have a similar feeling towards Led Zeppelin that uh, Noah was kind of. Um, criticizing elephant for which is like it's a lot of just singles uh i yeah. kind of feel that way with led zeppelin too like you, you gotta listen to, you gotta to listen to houses extent. of the holy man yeah. houses of the that, holy I'd even say the, physical graffiti too is like is an yeah. album it feels like an album yeah yeah, yeah. but i i think their, their first four records are definitely more single i think oriented yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah album. yeah the uh yeah Still. yeah i'll i'll give I'll give I'll give Kanye college dropout to Jesus is a is yeah. a, a six album run that I'd go I say life of Pablo head man. Head. Yeah. That in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would put life of Pablo in there. That's that. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that. I album. was just looking at I was just looking at like a six album. The, what a six album run for him. Right. would be. And that life I mean, of Pablo vibe. I kind of mentioned it on the uh, Kanye podcast we did. But um, mm-hmm. like it's kind of got that similar thing to Icky Thump where it's got like that all over the place kind of vibe yeah, and yeah. same thing i kind of compared it to the uh white album like the by white the beatles album? yeah 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 i could see that for uh the white stripes too because it does almost it like icky thump does almost play off like um kind of not a best of but almost like a mixtape of just like eclectic different sounds that they just kind of pulled out of nowhere it's it's I, I think Icky Thump is the White Stripes album that is most indicative of who Jack White is as a broader artist. Like, yeah. l- like it's l- l- like we were talking about, which is probably a knock on it for the debate. But it's it is very much like a Jack White solo album with Meg White on drums. Mm-hmm. But that's like also kind fucking of, awesome. He kind of gives more <laughs> yeah, of like his own like opinions on things in it. Like what kind yes. of what you mentioned about the uh, like you learn more about like what he feels like about things you know like it's uh i'm saying like a lot but you know it's very like i think that's why he just got so much better lyrically is he just started to actually have put his voice in i think a little more who's that like who is that rock band for this generation like is there the white stripes of today of like this generation um do, do the arctic monkeys kind of count like they kind of picked up that rock torch once the stripes left but 
They've had some mm. some misses though. That's the only thing. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're anywhere near the uh, level. Yeah, well, different aesthetic. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, when it comes to like rock, I think they're. Hmm. Hmm. You know, band. unless you're going to talk about Coldplay or uh, <laughs> Imagine Dragons. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah, yeah. There's just there. There's a lot of good rock right now, but there's just nothing that has the same cultural like yeah. reach that the White Stripes yeah. had. And I don't think there will that will happen just because we we do live in an age where hip hop is like the new, um, like the music of the youth at this point. That's kind of where my brain well, goes when you ask yeah. me, like what uh who's the white stripes of today or like who's the nirvana of today my my brain immediately goes to like a like a run the jewels or something like that you know yeah kendrick lamar like yeah yeah i i I mean mean, i think i think part of that is also i think people always talk about rock being dead but i think what happened mm -hmm. with rock is it's kind of the same thing that happened with jazz where jazz was huge and jazz like rock usurped jazz but Mm -hmm. jazz is everywhere in music jazz is in so much rock and i think there's a lot of rock in hip-hop and in Mm -hmm. like i think a lot of hip-hop artists and what we understand as like an artist now a lot of that is pure rock and roll like and i think i think it's not that rock died i think that it's that rock became ubiquitous and yeah like everything everything like everything has rock aspects now yeah yeah, that's like true. most most kind of I guess like indie pop like usually has some sort of rock element in it. Yeah, and like even if you look at some of the big rock bands too, like Cage the Elephant, like it's it's pure pop, but like they're using rock elements. And even like yeah. disco's kind of like having a new uh, like rebirth with kind of new disco, and like that's a bit of funk, and funk kind of like evolved from uh, from rock. And so it's I don't know, it's just what it, it rocks in everything at this point. What's yeah. the best rock album, like true rock album, you guys have heard? this year more recent from 2020 year am i allowed to call i will i mean this is this is also a hot take because this isn't a true rock album but fucking Mm. run the jewels four is a rock album. (laughs) okay (laughs) see what i mean your brain immediately goes to hip-hop you know (laughs) yeah now if i'm gonna say like an actual like rock album uh i think i sent it to frank earlier this week count um i don't know that's what i mean like it's is it rock it's like i mean tame impala right but he yeah. that, i wouldn't even call even that, that a rock album though yeah like, that's that's like a full-on almost like dance yeah album at this point. yeah I, I sent this album to uh oh the strokes yeah that i i'd call I'd probably that say a rock the album. strokes is the closest thing to it but even then that's like what, what were you gonna pop. say madam yeah oh I'm yeah yeah on the so, edge of my seat here <laughs> this, so uh actually somebody from our discord server sent this to me and it's uh um i think it's a foreign band um and they're called I, I might I'm probably gonna pronounce this wrong, but Karen Erse, and the, the album's called Polysom, and it is very good. It just came out uh, last month, um, and uh, yeah, it's oh, like yeah? a space rock, like very psychedelic, oh, okay. progressive like rock. Cool. Oh, that sounds sick. Oh okay, yeah, yeah dude, it's awesome. Think, like, that sounds like Comet is coming, sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, think God. like I think it's like lonerism, just like dipped in a little more acid. <laughs> I'm 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 all about how psychedelic like psychedelic music has made such a huge comeback. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it too, dude. I'll, I think the other thing too with rock. Uh, just to jump in quick, the other thing with rock is like I find that if anything, there's a big punk movement happening more recently. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. like um, with idols and uh, who right. I'm forgetting right now. 
but yeah, the, I just feel like punk is more of like that sort of thing. But the only thing is like the punk music nowadays isn't really saying much or it's just saying too much and not doing anything. Which is but, weird because yeah. actually, you know what right the last, uh, I, it, I think it was last year, not this year, but um, Michael Kiwanaka's new album. Oh, fucking yeah. slaps. so good. That oh, is yeah. a. That is a killer rock album. Yeah, we were talking. We, I feel like we talk about that almost every episode at this point. That's <laughs> so good. And both his albums yeah. are so good. I just can't yeah. wait for more. Yeah. Well, I I also say people do not people do not give Hosier enough credit. Hosier is incredible. It it no, takes see, I some, don't give him an, any attention. Like I don't, it, I don't on, know what. Honestly, honestly, like it it took me a long time to get into him. Give his albums a couple more listens. And mm. I think the thing is that Take Me to Church is such a oh, yeah. huge hit, Just but Take Me to Church everything. is not very indicative of his sound. Like, yeah. listen to, like, Work Song or, um, uh, l l like, Movement. He's, Would you say he's, his first album or his second? Honestly, I, I can't pick. I, I go between them both. Um, mm. I, I, I'd say his second, maybe. Just generally, okay. though, he's, he's... But again, he's also, like rock but not because he's also very like soul r&b kind of like 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 he's got like otis redding vibes sometimes mm. yeah. I'm, uh, i gotta give him i gotta give him another try i feel like i just haven't given him like a decent listen because yeah all i've heard is just mostly take me to church he was uh performing i went to bonner last year and he was performing uh so i wanted to like i obviously i knew that take me to church like the big hits and everything but yeah. like i went through his albums and i just I, I was not super into it. And then when I saw him live, like I was really only there to see Odessa who was coming up after him. Um, <laughs> but like I, and maybe it was because I was ended up enjoying yourself. How dare you? I was waiting. I was, and maybe it's because like I said, the anticipation of seeing Odessa cause I know their live shows are insane, but like mm. I was very bored. <laughs> That's Ooh. so, so I was, I, I, I like liked him, but my, my wife really liked him. And so I saw him live last year back when concerts were a thing and, <laughs> uh, Rip. and, and that was what got me into him. Seeing him live really? com completely floored me. Yeah. I mean, and then he like, he like ripped a Stevie wonder cover in the middle of the song. He's an insanely good singer. I think, I think the other thing too, um, that, I, I think it puts a lot of people off and makes them hard to listen to if you're not listening for it. He uses really weird rhythms. His beats and mm. rhythms are very unexpected and it can throw you a, a, a lot. I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a giant hosier stan, obviously. Uh, but I think, I think he's really worth, he's an artist. He's kind of like, I remember the first time I listened to alt J I, I like, I was like, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but then, but then with time, they became one of my yeah. favorites. And, and, and I think hosier is very much someone like that. Like you'll get out what you put in. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Because yes. that was me. Like when I listened to Alt J, I the first time I I was kind of like, "What the hell is this?" And then <laughs> after like maybe second or third listen, I was just like, "Okay, damn!" Like you start yeah. singing along with some of these tracks by then. Speaking but, of uh, those those uh, more like new wave of rock artists, you guys listen to much of mm. King Cruel? I've listened bit. to some. I've listened to some. I'm I'm honestly just like disturbed that a voice like that comes out of a dude like that <laughs> yeah. anytime dude, it's, I, it's the most I'm fun a, game ever if you play his so, music for somebody to say tell so me like, what he looks like yeah <laughs> but so he, yeah yeah there's something off. about his sound though that is so like almost yeah, dark and dismal that like it's I, like, london it dude yeah it just depends on the mood like i feel like yeah, i can't it's listen heavy, to it for an extended period of time 
It's London. And like his albums are long too. Like the ooze is like an hour long. How, how long is that? Oh, Man Alive is a little bit shorter, but that's the yeah. big thing that that's kind of put it out for me. I mean, I haven't listened to Man Alive yet, but I don't like long albums. I like I I like albums that are a tight forty to fifty minutes. Yeah. Here's yeah, the thing about I, just, King I like Cruel, revisiting man. and being able to hear it all again. Yeah. Usually. If you guys are planning on getting into King Cruel, I gotta tell you right yeah. now. Yo. So like when you first listen to it. Make sure that you are in the right setting, and when I say that, I mean three you in mean the morning. You mean stoned, out? Yes, yeah. yes, and three in the morning. It's got to be no, no right. earlier than three a.m. Like you, it has right. to be three a.m. So you I'll have get, to be I'll asleep, get... and you like pretty much have to be hearing something else completely other than the ooze to enjoy it. <laughs> no, uh, but like, yeah, dude, it, it's just like. It's one of those like you put it on in the middle of the day. It's a completely different album. You put it on at night, yeah, like late at night. It's like it's like I, perfect. I can see. I that. love I me a that. good three a.m. album. That would be a <laughs> that would be a fun like. What's the best three a.m. album? Oh, easy. Uh, <laughs> be. The ooze, easy. I was gonna okay. say uh, the Velvet Underground self-titled is a hella good three a.m. album. Too. I'm trying to think of with like with with the murder mystery. Yeah, that's a good one know. too. But honestly, any three of those uh, King Cruel albums are just like they're like the best nighttime albums. A good late night listen. If, I've listened to I, all three I, of them uh, on a, a nighttime drive back from like it was like an eight hour drive I was on, and it was all at night. I think I left at like eight in the evening, and so the whole drive was at night. And I just listened to all three of those albums, and it was it was so good. <laughs> that's so sick. Yeah, I I gotta I gotta give him another chance. I honestly think the first time I listened, I was like just thrown off by how it was a fucking Weasley singing this. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is a very, Weasley. <laughs> it's not, it's not something that will like, like you kind of have to, I think it's almost an acquired taste, but it, once yeah. you kind of like, it's so distinct that like, once you kind of get into it, you crave more of it because like, there's like nothing else that sounds like it. In music though, like if you listen to enough, like, of one song you're gonna like it like if you listen to enough imagine right. dragons you're gonna like imagine dragons yeah but like how many other bands sound like imagine dragons yeah uh, Yo, yeah that's a, you yeah. should check if you like king cruel you should check out uh philbo riva he, he doesn't have much i just sent a link to this song in particular is similar vibes and a very similar like quality in his voice like the mm. very deep very raspy mm. uh moody kind of sound i think you dig it i'll check it out <laughs> All right, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, but if you enjoyed what you heard and you want to vote on who you think won this debate, um, you can do it so at <laughs> you can do so <laughs> on our Twitter page uh, at more middle eight or on YouTube.com/slash middle eight on the community page. But yeah, Polyphonic, thanks for coming out and uh, fighting over the white stripes with me. Oh like my pleasure! Honestly, I'll we'll, we we should just do this picking two stripes albums until we've done them all head to head <laughs> each time. Honestly, it would be it would be true to Jack White a trilogy of white stripes fights. Ooh. Yeah, and then the next one we both pick Day Still and we're both like, <laughs> yeah. against each other. Just Why argue for the best aspects of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best songs off Day uh, Day Still. Uh, yeah, anyways, yeah, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for having me. This was a ton of fun. Yeah, glad you enjoyed, man. We'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>